0: Welcome to the Tej Talks podcast, forget the property celebrities, we speak to relatable people with fascinating journeys, just like you. Hosted by Tej Singh, we bring you new stories, life-changing deals, and expert advice every week. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Tej Talks, and for those of you who are watching me on YouTube, greetings. Today I'm going to go through five tips or kind of five learnings that I've gathered from growing my portfolio over the past six months, and then how you can apply these to help you and do better than I have. Because I've grown quickly, but there's been mistakes, there's been challenges, there's been things that I'm like, why did I do that? Why was I doing that? What's going on? That I just wouldn't do again. And I want you to be able to learn from it, and you know, for free, just don't make these mistakes again that I made. Uh, so. Quick overview of the growth, so you know what I'm talking about. Uh, in the past six months, I have grown from £0 being the portfolio worth to today, which is December the 18th, 2019, to being worth £975,000. Now that's going to drop slightly because summer flips, but it's then going to be picked up by all the buy to lets that are coming in the pipeline. By the second week of January, it will go past a million, a milli. Uh, I'm just waiting on one in legals right now for the vendor to clear out. I was hoping it would be this year so I could be like, "Hey, zero to a million, but it didn't happen. But we're close, twenty-five grand off. Right. This growth has happened month by month. It's just like if you look at the chart, it's just gone up, been up, been up. Um, I've also raised four hundred forty thousand pounds in two and a half months. I stopped because I had to balance out money in with actually the amount of deals that are there. But again, I say this often: Has it taken me two and a half months to raise? 440 grand no it's taken me 12 months it's taken me the you know 10 months before that of podcasting of posting every single day on facebook of networking of doing what i'm doing building relationships to then be able to raise it in two and a half months so i don't want you all to hear the top of the iceberg i want you to see what's underneath it you know i want you to see the duck paddling like crazy underneath the water because that's how long it actually took to be able to do it so quickly um with the portfolio again did it take six months to go that quickly no it took 12 it took six months before of networking and building and doing things that are vital but people don't want to do so from that here are my five tips five tips that's not a voiceover by the way that's me i know you thought it was but it's me um first tip is i got 99 problems literally everything is a problem everything is a challenge you are the accountant the bookkeeper the podcaster the brander the marketer the buying houses, the selling houses person, the, the legal pack reader, the auction bidder, the interior designer, the finding cheap materials, the project manager, the manager, the let it. Yes, some is outsourced, but you are literally, you are the business. You're doing everything in the business, especially at the start. Like, everything is going to be a challenge. Things are going to go wrong and you're going to have so much going on at one time. And so, you know, I'm going to give you some tips in this and how to kind of balance that out. But, like, <sighs> Just be ready. Just be ready to be overwhelmed at the best of times, you know. And like, yes, if you love your job, then you know, never work a day in your life. Uh, but you know, you're still gonna find it painful. Things are still gonna be challenging and difficult. So, just be prepared to, you know, potentially be overwhelmed and also to have lots of things going on at the same time that you and only you can handle. Because some things cannot be outsourced. So, yeah, my first tip is be ready for that be prepared for that. Um, When it happens, don't be anxious. Don't let your emotions get a hold of you. Balance things out. And that's my second point is balance. So how can you balance these 99 problems that you have? Use a CRM, use a whiteboard, use to-do lists, use a Pomodoro technique, Google it, on how to um, to focus down on your work. you know, set boundaries physically from your workspace and your home space if you work at home. Set boundaries of time, of, you know, where you're spending certain time and what you do in certain places. Make sure things are balanced between work and life. Look, it's going to be work and it's going to be life, especially as you're hustling and growing. But, you know, set enough. But set what I call like non-negotiables. So what that means is things that you there's two aspects, right? Non-negotiables first is things you will not negotiate on doing. So going to the gym every day, eating healthily, um seeing your mum every weekend, spending X amount of time with the kids every day. That is non-negotiable. How busy you are, you are doing it. But then also you could have, as you're developing your business, non-negotiables are things that you will not do. If you're like, I am not doing bookkeeping, hell no. Then that's a non-negotiable. You ain't doing bookkeeping. Find someone to do it, whether it's in the Philippines or the UK or whatever. That's non-negotiable. You don't want to shop for cheap taps, you know, for your refurb. Non-negotiable. Get someone else to do it. Get a builder to do it. Whatever. So set these non-negotiables and they can also allow you to have the balance. Because if you know, for example, you're into fitness or sports and you make it a non-negotiable that you have to play a sport or do a certain thing then you're going to do it because you are not negotiating with yourself and you have to stick to that. It's so easy to get busy and be like, oh yeah, it's fine. Yeah, we'll go next week. Next week. Oh, we'll go next week. And I've had that. Like I've had changes in my health and my body weight losing and and not in a good way because I was out of balance and I didn't set, you know, the gym or exercising as a non-negotiable. It just wasn't. And yeah, you you pay for things like this. And I, I read somewhere. If you don't decide your rest days, your body will and your body ain't going to be nice about it. So, yeah. Another thing I've kind of of talked about this before is outsourcing. Like, Look, you don't want to do it necessarily too early on when you haven't got the funds. You don't want to do it too late when you're like struggling and you're underwater. There comes a point where you kind of realise, you know, some of those non-negotiables you don't want to do. And you just realise, you know what, I don't like this aspect of my business. I don't really want to do this anymore can i outsource this and most of the time if you're smart enough to do it you know apart from social media and branding which is personal but if you're smart enough to do it someone else is smart enough to do it you know you spending you know i i've built flat pack furniture before why why i, I could have paid someone 10 pounds an hour to do it and in let's say the 6 hours or whatever i would have paid them 60 quid but in 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 6 hours how much money could I raise? How many deals could I find? <clears throat> and that's where we're missing a trick. Like It's income generating time versus income sucking time. You know, like, yes, you're gonna have to pay someone 60, 100, whatever. But in that time, if you're using your time efficiently, how much can you get out of it? So look, I'm, at the beginning, I'm not saying you should necessarily be doing this. You can, but I'm not saying you should. But there will be a time and the right time is only right when when you know it is. Um, don't leave it too late though, because, you know, if you've got things being outsourced and things happening around you, you can focus on what you enjoy doing and what you're best at and what's going to grow the business the most and have your most personal impact on it. You know, can't outsource investor meetings, but you can certainly outsource your accounting, your, your uh, looking for, um, lenders, the broker, your insurance, whatever, you know, most things can be outsourced. So consider that. Um, I'm at a point now where I have been outsourcing, you know, like podcast editing, um, you know, like making a comparable map or subtitling certain videos or whatever. But now I'm at a point where I'm like, cool, it's the next level of outsourcing. What can I outsource now that will take me to the next level? Like, What do I need to do, basically? Um, The next thing, and this is the fourth sort of tip or learning, is that relationships, and I say this so much, they matter above everything else every bit of success, every deal, every bit of funding, every bit of money I've saved, everything I've raised has come from some type of relationship. And it could be the relationship that you and me have, you know, listener listening to me or watching this video, us speaking on Instagram or Facebook. That is a form of relationship. Everything has come from people. Everything in my business is people. Everything is all people. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'll say it again. Relationships matter so much and you shouldn't have to work on them. If you're a nice person, naturally they'll that'll sort of like happen, right? Um, but th- that's really, really, important. And like, I cannot attribute all my success to myself. Like, of course not. Um, there's a lot of people who've helped in in this growth and in this process. And I wouldn't have grown as quick or maybe as efficiently or as, as cost effectively without these relationships. So that's my fourth tip. Um, it's probably the overarching tip for everything. Uh, my next tip is that growth will slap your face. If you want to grow quickly, you can and you will. And when it happens, your bill team won't be able to handle your growth. Your accountant won't be able to handle in and out. Maybe they should be able to. Your solicitor may not be able to handle a number of transactions and how quickly they're going. Um, your broker may not be able to, like, you know, stress testing, right? There's only one way to stress test. Yeah, you can do it on a spreadsheet, but. In life, you got to go through the stress to test it. So, I would say be prepared and have a backup. Have like a backup solicitor a backup broker, a backup um, build team, which is very important. Like, and when when you speak to people, when you're in this growth stage, say to people, look, I've, I'm, I've got these money in the pipeline. Can you, you know, can, can we work together on this? Should I find someone else? You know, are you cool with the capacity? And then you ask for a discount because you say, look, how much work I'm giving you? Um, but like growth will kick you about a bit and that's not a bad thing cuz you know you got to get punched to be able to take a punch uh but just be ready for like if you want growth it will happen like you know i probably didn't believe in myself enough and then all this growth happened and i was like okay we are growing you know like when you're growing up as a kid you're growing pains your joints hurt <laughs> it's the same sort of thing and that's why the other tips that i've given are things that we should be doing kind of before and during this growth To ensure that you don't get slapped around too much by the growth, and you can carry on on that trajectory without having to plateau or take a dip or whatever. And sometimes in that growth, you're like, "Oh my god, there's so much going on. Let me hold off on the future." No, always build that pipeline because before you know it, all the houses are through conveyancing; they're in refurb, and you're like, "Oh, what's next?" Or they're all they're done in refurb and they're being let, and you're like, "Cool, so I have uh, have no more properties." So. These are five tips to help you grow your portfolio. Uh, you know, if you're just starting out, then you know, I think these are still useful, but they're probably more useful if you've got maybe one or two properties, rent to rent, whatever they are, and you're thinking, cool, now it's time to actually grow. We've got the start. You know, we've kind of been through the baptism by fire. We've been through the bullshit. We understand conveyancing, lol. And does anyone understand it? And, and we're ready for growth. So I hope this has been helpful. Another reminder, my earn and learn program and also passive investments if you don't really give a crap about property or about learning um, are also open for investments for 2020 so please get in touch with me or visit teginvest.com for more information and to see the kind of projects I am working on if you haven't left a review please do I've actually recently found out that I have the most reviews of any property podcast more than ones who've been going for three or four years so well thank you is what I have to say If you like this podcast, connect with Tej on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube for more great content.